Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our Bible Ponder for this week. There's a famous story in the Hebrew Bible that I really like and I think is really important for how we understand some of the New Testament. But I think we often stop reading this particular story a bit too soon. That story is Jonah in the big fish. Well, that's the thing. The, the fish is really only the first part of the story. So for those of you who don't know the story, or maybe you've tuned it out when it's been the children's story in church recently, here's how it goes. Jonah the prophet is living in Israel, and God calls him to go to Nineveh, which is a Gentile city a long way from there. He doesn't want to do it, so he tries to run away, and he thinks he can lose God by getting on a boat and sailing far, far away. But there's a big storm, and Jonah realizes that that's God's way of telling him to just get on with it. And so he tells the crew about this, and the crew throw him overboard, and then the storm stops. And then a big fish comes along and swallows Jonah whole, and it acts as some sort of nautical taxi mixed with a timeout corner, taking Jonah back to land, giving him time to think about his disobedience. He's spit up on land, he's super thankful, and then he goes to Nineveh and starts telling them that God is going to destroy them because of their wicked ways. But here's the turn, they repent. God doesn't destroy them, and all is good. Didn't Jonah learn a good lesson? Isn't it great that the people of Nineveh repented and got God's grace? And isn't it amazing that Jonah lived in a fish for three days and then was spit up on dry land? Isn't it amazing? So that's usually what we take from the story, but the problem is that's not the end of the book. So let's pick up and read our text for this evening, and that's Jonah chapter 4. Let's read. But this was very displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is this not what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I knew that you were a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and ready to relent from punishing. And now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. And the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? Then Jonah went out of the city and sat down east of the city and made a booth for himself there. He sat it under the shade, waiting to see what become of the city. So Jonah goes outside the city to pout, basically. Then the Lord God appointed a bush and made it come up over Jonah to give shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was very happy about the bush. But when the dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the bush so that it withered. When the sun rose, God prepared a sultry east wind, and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint and asked that he might die. He said, it is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the bush? And he said, yes, angry enough to die, Jonah says. Then the Lord said, you were concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and which you did not grow. It came into being in the night and perished in the night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left and also many animals? I love this story and I love this bit, especially because it's quirky and it's funny. 
And it's usually not part of the story we tell the kids, though, is it? I think it's really, really interesting in this bit. So I do have a couple of questions for us to ponder. And my questions are these. Who or what are our Ninevehs? We all want to be people of love and grace and welcome, but surely we all have people in the back of our minds that we don't think really deserve God's grace. So who or what are our Ninevehs? Number two, what is something that we know we should do, but we really don't want to? And number three, what do you think is the larger point of the story? Why is it in the Bible at all? Why is this book here? That's a good question to ask about any book, but especially for this one. Thanks.